Welcome to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm Josh Elledge, founder and CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We believe that every person has a unique message which can positively impact the world. Now, on this podcast, your host, veteran radio personality Jennifer Longworth, encourages entrepreneurs to share not only their expertise, but their stories and their hearts. You're going to love this show. You're going to hear real stories from real people on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. So let's go. Because everything we do tells a story, whether on a podcast or through email, a text, or a one-on-one or a one one thousand conversation, you're telling a story. You don't just learn by yourself doing it or by listening to someone tell you what's the best. You learn from the experience of others as well. This is Jennifer Longworth, and today's Thoughtful Entrepreneurs are Loralee Norris and John Rodkey from District 7 of Toastmasters International, serving Oregon, Southern Washington State, and Northern California. Each week, Toastmasters helps more than a quarter million men and women to build their confidence to lead others. Laura Lee is a District 7 Public Relations Manager and has been a member of Toastmasters since 2016 and credits Toastmasters for helping her land an internship and advance in her career. John is a District 7 Director. This CEO role supports 3,000 plus members by leading a diverse structure of teams to enable the organization's members to become better leaders and communicators within the community. John has been a member of Toastmasters for over nine years and the skills developed there have enabled John to listen, learn, lead, and thrive through a variety of life's opportunities. Learn more about District 7 at d7toastmasters.org. Well, welcome to the show, guys. Thanks, Rob. Thank you for having us. It's my first duo interview. It's kind of exciting for me. <laughs> Laura Lee and John Toastmasters here with me today. Now, a lot of people are probably familiar with Toastmasters or at least have heard of it. It's like, well, I've heard of this Toastmasters thing. Something about public speaking, but what? I mean, which one of you wants to jump in and kind of explain what Toastmasters is? So Toastmasters is a public speaking, like you said, but it's also a leadership organization. And it's a community-based group where you get to work with your peers to help improve what you think you need to improve on. So whether that be getting up in front of people with a prepared speech or answering questions and being succinct on how to answer those questions. So you you go and you have uh, kind of two different pillars. So you have the leadership track where you're learning how to lead groups, how to facilitate a meeting, how to ask people to, to do stuff, to volunteer, to lead volunteers, which is 10 times harder than employees, if, if not more so, and trying to find ways to help people, you know, help encourage people to grow. So that's the leadership side where you're trying to get people to do more and it basically transcend themselves. And then you have the communication side where you're trying to find your story and be able to tell your story in the best way. Because everything we do tells a story, whether we're on a podcast or through an email, a text, or a one-on-one or a one to 1,000 conversation, you're telling a story. So we try to help people be better at their communication skills and their leadership skills because they go hand in hand. A good leader has to be able to communicate their messages and a person who's communicating a good message is going to be leading people towards something. So they go hand in hand. We try to focus on. Fantastic. So what inspired you to get involved? I mean, now you guys are both in leadership roles for District 7 out in Oregon. Like, hey, maybe I should join this. And now I'm CEO and all sorts of good stuff. So what inspired you to get involved in Toastmasters? So I've been in Toastmasters for a little over nine years now. My dad has been in for about 35 years. And he told me once I graduated high school, join Toastmasters, join Toastmasters. But he didn't really tell me what it was. I just had no, had no idea. So I finally jumped in after graduating college and trying to network. 
realize quickly that there's a bunch of people who all want you to improve. It's not, there's a little bit of competition in a friendly way, but it's not cutthroat. Instead, everybody improves by everybody else getting better. So you have 20 or 30 people in a room and they're all rooting for you to be better at whatever you want to put out there. And that was wonderful. And then I got the chance that I moved to Oregon. And then for the last eight years, I've been supporting clubs here and just got drawn into the leadership track because they asked me, hey, you want to try this out? You want to try this out? And I've been leading since I was a little kid, but this drastically changed how I was able to lead and the ability to just what I'm trying to do now is train leaders who are training leaders. And that's the next couple steps up. Pretty cool. So you say you were a leader from childhood. Were you like class president or always involved in a club or just naturally, hey, there's a group of people. We don't know what to do. I know what to do. Let's do that as a little bit of organic leadership too. I think it was a little bit organic. Uh, Basically, I had a very active imagination as a kid. So I was coming up with the games when we were really little and getting people to play along with them. I was in scouts quite a bit. So I learned to go out through that. I was also in martial arts. I'm a martial arts instructor, so I learned how to lead and coach there. And then outside of it, kind of did off non-mainstream sports. I was a paintball player like crazy and had about 500 people playing paintball in the New New Mexico area. And that was a wonderful experience. And then I I did snowboarding quite a bit. We'd had about 70 people snowboarding and skiing with us on the regular. So try to do groups of people outside of the norm and have a blast doing it. And that kind of has led into many other sports and activities and opportunities to lead. Yeah, because I'm not thinking about giving speeches while I'm snowboarding. So, Lorelai, how about you? I actually got into Toastmasters because I was in an online public speaking class. And so you had to go and find an audience. And my dad was like, oh, well, here we go. We have Toastmasters that's in town. I had just joined. So let's go and see if they'll listen to your speeches. And I did my first five speeches there and decided that I wanted to stay and join Toastmasters. And from there, the next year, they came and said, hey, you should really do our PR. And I was like, what on earth are you talking about? I just barely joined your club. (laughs) And from there, I actually found that I actually love public relations. And that's what I want to do for my career. And so it changed both what I was doing in Toastmasters, but also what I was doing for school and what I was getting my degree in. What was your track before you were invited to do PR? I was actually going into dietetics, so nutrition. Okay. That's not even the same thing. It's not even close. No. And I actually had done the majority of the basic classes to try and get into the program. And so none of my classes transferred. And I basically started from stretch and said, all right, let's go into business. Was your whole degree online or were you doing some in class? So I made the change while I was at Oregon Coast Community College. And so I was doing both online and in person. And then I'm now at Eastern Oregon University going towards their business degree in marketing and administration. When you're at these meetings, I'm sure you see all different levels of people coming in. Some are terrified of public speaking. Some are like, I know what I'm doing. I mean, everything in between. That's, that's just what I'm guessing. I still haven't attended one. Absolutely. In my club, we actually have a very wide variety of people who we had an an individual who literally shook 
as they were standing up because they were so terrified to do public speaking. And then we have members who have been in Toastmasters for 20 and 30 years, and they step up as the mentors for those individuals who are just barely getting started in public speaking. Very much so. Yeah. I've had the chance to coach the University of Oregon Toastmasters Club. You have members that English is their third, fourth, fifth, sixth language. And they're getting up terrified of their communication skills. And within a couple of weeks or a couple of months, they're thriving. And they're getting up and sharing their stories. And it's this amazing opportunity. And some other clubs I'm in and, and in that club too, you have some professional speakers that come through. They can still improve. So you can improve at whatever level you're at. And you can find people that, Max Fabre is an example of one. Uh, she's a distinguished Toastmaster, which is kind of the highest achievement you can earn in the in it. She's a lifelong learner. She has like three degrees and is a psychologist now. She's traveled the entire world speaking to people. And it's just an amazing storyteller. And she's just this little tiny, looks like a grandma. And all of a sudden, she gives you the most profound possible uh, feedback that just blows your mind. And so you have people from 18 to 100 years old in these clubs and you have so much w- collective wisdom between them and life experience and those all combine to create an amazing fostering environment for people to grow and thrive. What sets Toastmasters apart from other groups that are the other professional development or networking groups? You know, there's so many options. Why Toastmasters? Toastmasters gives you the chance to go in at your own pace and at your own level and whatever level you're at, you can improve from there. You go and you go consistently. So it's this, you go once a week or once every other week. And with it, you have this continual feedback. So you have this growth curve where you have an immediate improvement in what you're doing. And then you can continue to improve as you go. And so it's not this one weekend jam-packed course where you're trying to learn every single secret of public speaking, get it all in your brain. And then you go back out of it and you don't really have the chance to employ that. You don't get a chance to get into the into it and really learn and then grow and develop through it. That's a little bit different with Toastmasters. And I think also with Toastmasters, you don't just learn by yourself doing it or by listening to someone tell you what's the best. You learn from the experience of others as well. So you can listen to someone's speech and say, oh my gosh, I love their intro. And then you can try to apply that to your next speech. But you can also listen to the evaluation they got and said, look at it going, oh my gosh, I never even thought about how I might be using only one hand in my gestures, but I should go back and look at how I'm speaking and see if I can make changes from someone else's speech. What can someone expect if they decide to try it out? So a normal meeting starts where you have a Toastmaster themselves. So they're up in front of the group and they're facilitating the meeting and making sure it goes smoothly and they make sure that you have roles assigned. So everybody has, or most of the people in a meeting have a specific role. So you have a timer that helps you keep on track of time, which is really valuable in all aspects of life. You have somebody who's keeping track of those filler words, ahs, ums, but, so's, you knows, like, that was my word. Somebody else who uh, helps facilitate the evaluation uh, portion of the meeting. So you, the basic meeting has usually three speeches that are prepared. And normally they're five to seven minutes, but that time can vary. So these people are getting a, they have an idea ahead of time. They work out of uh, uh, the Pathways program, which is an education program where we can grow and move forward. 
and then they give this prepared speech on whatever topic they want to talk about which is really cool because you give all these subject matter experts talking about stuff or just people that are interested in something talking about it. So you get to learn. Then you have three other people giving them evaluations. So it's a very specific feedback or like focused feedback for this person to become better. And that is practicing managerial skills. It's practicing life skills, active listening and communication skills, which we use in our everyday lives. We use our friends, we use our family, we use in our jobs. So that's the evaluation section. So you have three prepared speeches, three evaluations, and then usually you have a table topics master and that person that asks impromptu questions. So podcast interviewer style, where you go and you ask a question that's a leading question so that somebody can answer that for one to two minutes. And that's kind of the starting practice place where we have new people in the meeting, get up and volunteer. They go up for one to two minutes and they can answer the question, but if they don't really want to talk about climbing mountains, they can go, oh, well, I'd rather talk about my cat. And they can talk about their cat for a minute to two minutes. And that's okay. The idea is just trying to encourage people to get up there in front of a crowd. So, those so are the do you have ways. to talk? You don't have to talk. Usually there's a little bit of introductions at the beginning of a meeting and you get up, say you are, say if you've been in Toastmasters or how you heard about it and then sit down. That's about all that we're going to ask you to do. Some people don't talk for six months and that's okay. Everybody goes at their own pace. But if you want to, you get more out of it the more you put into it. We also have a general evaluator that will give the Toastmaster who's been facilitating the meeting some feedback on how they can improve as well as people like the timer and the grammarian who looks for the ums and ahs and say, like, I believe you gave quite a few positives and you could have done a little bit of a suggestion for how they could improve if the Toastmaster or the general evaluator people are doing something and they notice, oh, we forgot to introduce a guest. So we also have at my club, we have a breakfast meeting. And so it's a very short meeting. It's not two hours like some advanced clubs. You can have several speeches. We only have two. And sometimes we only have one depending on how long the speech goes. And then we have the table topics, which we have about three, from my experience, at least. So I see you guys have a potential Unleashed Spring conference coming up. What's that all about? Our potential Unleashed conference is going to be a two-day whirlwind event where we have an individual named Dana Lamone who will be coming and presenting. He is a world public speaking champion and a Toastmasters accredited speaker. He's actually one of two in the world who have received that distinction. And he will be presenting his first keynote, uh, Take a Chance, on Friday. And then his second keynote, Untying Your Dreams, on Saturday. We also have, during that time, breakout sessions with people who are doing an hour-long lesson on what they have learned from all around our district. And we have a competition. Actually, we have two. We have an evaluation competition and the public speaking competition, which will determine who from District 7 will represent us at international contest. That's kind of fun. So there's a little bit of, little bit of competition going on in here. I mean, that's, it's going to help you improve, right? It's everybody lifting each other up. And so the, the idea with these conferences is we're trying to give people 
value that they can take back to their uh, their clubs and to their lives. So Dana Lamont is an extremely motivational speaker and does a really good job of helping people basically unleash their potential, hence the name of the conference. But with it, we're, you also have these breakout sessions where you're having different people that are specialists in different areas. And so for each of our members, they are curious about how to improve in certain different ways that can help them in their future. There you go to these little sessions. And then we do this as a one weekend event a year. And then afterwards, you're able to take these ideas and try them out in your Toastmaster club. And so you can take them and actually get the feedback by doing the hands-on after the conference itself. Now, is this something that only people from District 7 in Oregon can attend, or is this open to anyone? Totally open this to anyone. open. Yeah. And we, we have, many times we have first-timers that come to it, and this is a great event to learn what Toastmasters is about, network with a bunch of different Toastmasters, and if they find a club that's near them location-wise, because we have members from all over our district coming to this, they can go, oh, cool, I'd love to come visit your club, because it's only 10 minutes away from where I work. And so they can do that and come visit. It's great. Perfect. So how can people find out more about this? If you go to our website, d7toastmasters.org, that is the first thing you are going to see. We also have it up on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn if you want to learn more about this conference. And this is happening Friday, April 26th and Saturday, April 27th Yes, in Portland, Oregon, correct? Greater Portland. What advice do you have for the thoughtful entrepreneur who is listening? Other than join Toastmasters, because that's the obvious one. So if you are trying to sell a product of any type, you have to be able to share what that product can do for your potential customer. And mostly, most of the time as an entrepreneur, you're trying to solve a customer's problem. They have an issue and you have a solution for it. Now to be able to relate that to the customer in a way that they can understand and get it. So you're doing a 30 second elevator pitch because you have, you're standing next to Bill Gates and he's like, well, what do you do? How can I help you? Bam, you need to be able to throw it out there. That's what we practice with table topics is how you can deliver a message quickly and with some impact. If you're an entrepreneur and I am an entrepreneur, you go and you have to be able to do sales. You have to adjust on the fly. You get asked questions that vary all over the board and learning how to answer those in a quick, quick manner and think on your feet is really important. One of the biggest pieces of advice I was given ever was, well, that's a great question. I don't know the answer to it yet but I'll look into it and I'll get back to you. And that is one of the most powerful tools. And I've gotten many sales because of answering that way. You're not BSing somebody. Instead, you're selling the truth, but that you're going to take the initiative to get back to them and make sure that they are supported. I think the best advice that I got from a Toastmasters meeting is that it's okay to get up, try it and fail. Because if you do a speech and you completely butcher it, it's okay. You did the speech, you got the practice, and now you can go back and say, how did this happen and how can I learn from it? And I think that's kind of what Toastmasters and my the meetings that I've gone to have embodied is we're all here to support you. It's okay to fail because failing means you can get back up and do it again and you can learn from it. It sounds like a safe place to to practice and stuff. It's yes. not like, hey, I just gave a keynote and oh my gosh, now I'm embarrassed in front of thousands of people. And you, what's cool is you can practice these keynotes. You can practice for pitch competitions. I've done that many times in meetings where I go through and I'll do a pitch 
to my Toastmasters audience because they're a random collection of different professions and they'll give me feedback. Some people know about the product, some people don't. And so you get real feedback so that you can be better about your target audience. And, and so, yeah, it's a safe place to fail. And in there, you're not getting fired. You're not getting a grade. Nobody's dying. It, there's, the pressure is not there. Instead, it's a place for you to experiment and have fun. Yes, perfect. If you could go back in time, think five years ago, and you could have said something better that would have made all the difference. Toastmasters is where you get to practice doing that. Where if you wanted to really share a message in the past, you can do over, do it again. And then if that, that opportunity ever comes again, you're ready to act. That's a powerful way. D7Toastmasters.org is how to find out more about you guys and this awesome conference. Thank you so much for joining me, John and Loyalty. Awesome. Thank, Thank you. you for having us.